Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? It's very, 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 um, I don't know, just very singy today, very happy today. Um, so we are on, what day are we on? We are on Tuesday. <laughs> and what day is it? It's the 20th of June. My birthday is nine days time. But before that, it is my grand's birthday and she is a whole 78 years old. <gasps> Shouldn't really tell her, tell everybody how old she is, should I? But we're going to sing happy birthday day happy happy birthday to you happy happy birthday dear grandma <laughs> well she's actually called granny annie um so happy birthday granny annie um and we all love you very much um just have a most amazing day have lots of cake have lots of oh everything 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 oh <sighs> And I really wish that I could be there to celebrate with you. But unfortunately, I am not in Blackpool right now. Um, so just have a good day and go out with all your sisters and your brothers. And oh, there are seven of them all together. So they're going to make a lovely time. Oh, I'll have a lovely time with everybody. So there we go. How amazing is that? Um, I can't believe she's 78. 78 years old oh my goodness me well 78 years young i should say shouldn't i how awesome oh my goodness me do you know what i have the best fun fact ever well not quite ever but um i have a fun fact that is brilliant do you know what it is Okay, what do you think would be the loudest animal in the world? What do you think that would be? And how big do you think the loudest animal in the world would be? It's got to be something like a big elephant or a big whale or something like that, hasn't it? Nope, nope, nope. It doesn't have to be that at all. Um, the loudest animal in the world is only two centimetres long. That's like dinky, dinky, dinky. <laughs> uh, it's called a pistol shrimp and it snaps its claws together. And that's what makes the noise. OK, and it creates a bubble and when the bubble collapses, it produces a sonic blast that is 230 decibels loud, which is, um, you might not know, um, you never heard of a sonic boom, um, which is what Concord uh, used to let out, a sonic boom. But... It's louder than that, and it's also louder than a gunshot, which is possibly why it's called pistol shrimp. But not only is it that loud, 
it generates temperatures of 4,400 degrees centigrade. As hot or nearly as hot as the sun and that kills its prey immediately. <laughs> How weird is that? Two centimetres long. Wouldn't like to go up against that, would you? Blimey! Um, imagine it snapping its claws at you. So you'd be deafened and boiled all at the same time. <laughs> I would not like to meet one of those in a dark alley. Not that you're meant, not that you are going to meet one in a dark alley because they live in the water. Durr. Um, so there you go. There's a fun fact and a half for you. Um, now we, we had a question yesterday, um, an impossible question from Ollie. Well, Ollie has asked, um, for a little bit more information on the, um, on the, the impossible question. So the impossible question was how do we know what stars are made of? And it turned out that um, at the end of it, I said that we are all made of stardust because um, stardust is sort of generated from the factories that are the stars. Anyway, uh, Ollie sent me a message saying, if we're made of stardust, how did it get to Earth? Well... There you go. Now, um, I can answer that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Most of the building blocks of our bodies were formed in the stars. Not the stars you can see in the night sky, but in stars that burned out billions of years ago. When a star uses up most of its hydrogen fuel... It begins, it begins to change, okay? So the atoms that are formed in its fiery insides may be slowly swept out into space. Or the star might explode and scatter its stardust across the galaxy. Many elements are only formed as a star burns out. The uniform, universe, not uniform, <laughs> universe is full of drifting stardust. It's the raw material for new stars, planets, moons, comets and asteroids. Our own sun and solar system were formed around 4.6 billion years ago from the dust left behind by old stars what i know so the elements in the dust gradually came together in different ways to make our planet and the things on it at first these were simple chemicals and minerals such as water and rocks and then more complicated chemicals began to form and finally living things including us some of the stardust that builds your body may be, listen to this, as ancient as the universe or the solar system itself. Wow. 
Some landed on Earth more recently in comets and asteroids and smaller meteorites. Much of the stardust that formed Earth seems to have been made by medium-sized stars that expand and then shrink as they run out of fuel instead of exploding. <coughs> Excuse me. Elements formed inside this type of star include, and I don't know whether I'm going to say this right, molybdenum or something, one of the more important ingredients in our bodies. Around 40,000 tonnes of stardust rain down on Britain, or Earth, not Britain, Earth every year. But most of it is far too small to see. On Earth, scientists have even found grains of stardust three billion years older than our own sun that crashed to Earth inside a massive meteorite. Wow! It's impossible to say exactly when and where the building blocks of your body are made, but you can be sure that every atom has been on an epic adventure through space and time to get to you. Listening to me read this right now. Wow. Um, when I'd said that, um, I just realised that that might have sounded wrong. Um, when I said that on Earth, scientists have even found grains of st stardust three billion years older than our own sun that crashed to Earth inside a massive meteorite. I didn't mean the sun had. I meant the the grains of stardust um, older than the sun was what crashed to Earth. <laughs> Dear me. So there we go. <gasps> but, um, so the impossible questions, every impossible question that, that you ask, um, have taken you through space and time, up distant mountains, deep beneath oceans, on a tour of the human brain, and even fearlessly, up into the very depths of your nose. As you travelled, as we explored all these impossible questions, did you notice that every answer had something in common? It's every scientist's favourite answer, okay? If you ask a scientist something and he can say this, it's a brilliant answer because it means it's still to be found out. So we don't know yet. And yet is the big, big thing. Most world-changing discoveries and ideas began with an impossible question. Scientists have looked for answers in different ways. Some peer through telescopes or down microscopes. Others use carefully planned experiments with fancy machines and labs. Others, still others, experiment in their minds using mathematics. Some talk to people or listen to guinea pigs and some stumble across an answer quite by accident. There are so many different ways to do science, but all the scientists that had ever been and ever will be have one 
thing in common. Curiosity. They didn't look at the answers in their textbooks, nod their heads and move on. They asked more questions, which is why we should never, ever stop asking questions. And there's only one group of people that are even better at asking questions than scientists are. Children, just like you. It's easy. Next time you notice something strange in the real world or in your thoughts, don't just pass on by. Stop, look more closely and let your curiosity show you which way to go. Ask an impossible question. We should never, ever stop children from asking questions because that is how they learn. And also, not only how they learn, but how they teach us as well. Because children always ask. I know mine do. They always ask questions that I've never even thought of. Um, but maybe one day one of you will ask a question and then do all the research and the experimenting and everything else and find the answer, which would be great. <laughs> anyway, that's today's impossible question. So thank you very much, Ollie, for asking um, for it to be clarified um, and asking for a little bit more information. And I hope that I managed to give you that. So, um, there we go. Uh, right. Um, 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 so what day is it going to be on my gran, granny Annie's birthday? What can she do on her birthday? I think she could eat a cherry tart because it's National Cherry Tart Day. Yeah, she likes cherry tarts as well. Uh, or she could go out and she could have an ice cream soda because it's National Ice Cream Soda Day. I love those. Yummy yum. Don't know whether my, my gran does. Um, also, it's National Vanilla Sh Milkshake Day. So she could have one of those. And it's also National American Eagle Day. I don't think she could have one of those. <laughs> think so um but have you seen the beaks on those things oh, imagine getting caught by one of those beaks oh my goodness not quite um very good <laughs> anyway today i am going to do a little bit of um a well i'm going to read the last chapter of Daisy and the Trouble with Coconuts. And the first chapter of Daisy and the Trouble with Unicorns. Woo! Whoop, whoop. Anyway, here goes. So, chapter 19 of Daisy and the Trouble with Coconuts. I didn't get home until 20 to 7 this evening which isn't my bedtime, but for some unknown reason, Mum has decided it is. Nanny and Grumpy said they were pleased that I'd had such a lovely time, 
but it might be a while before they took me to a fun fair again. Mum said that gluing myself to a piece of funfair equipment was an extremely silly thing to do and that ruining my new orange shorts was disgraceful. She said the hole in my shorts was so big she would have to throw them away, which, if you ask me, means she's just too lazy to sew them up. <sighs> Naughty. Anyway... As a punishment, she said I would be going to bed without any grilled chicken, wild rice and broccoli for summer supper. Which is OK, actually, because to be honest, I'm still a bit full from my slush puppy, hot dog, burger, tomato sauce, candy floss, swirly lolly, two boxes of popcorn, ice cream, flumps, strawberry sauce, chocolate flake, toffee apple and mint vanilla coconut ice raspberry ripple chocolate and caramel fudges oh and two of nanny's mints i had another one on the way home <laughs> p.s i bet you thought i was going to be sick i'm surprised she wasn't sick after eating all of that wowzers now we're going to have a quiz uh, a quiz. Um, so it's a coconut quiz. <laughs> so let's see if you can get all the answers right. We'll do the answers tomorrow. So who was the pers the third person to tell Daisy about the fun fair coming to town? That's number one. Who was the third person? to tell Daisy about the fun fair coming to town. And don't forget, all of these can be heard in the, um, the episodes, sorry, the chapters. So, number two, what did David Alexander draw on his backpack? Mm. Number three... Grampy tells Daisy that they absolutely must win two things at the fun fair. What are they? Chat, uh, number four, sorry. What two types of cereal does Daisy use to make her special fun fair breakfast? Number, oh, excuse me, number five, Daisy got the numbers three, six and nine in the tombola. Why didn't she win a prize with these numbers? Number six, what was the number on the side of Daisy's bumper car? And seven, Daisy asks for a red slush puppy mixed with bright blue. What colour does this make? Ooh. Question eight, on what part of the body does Daisy hit the coconut shy man with the ball? And question nine, 
What three words do Daisy and her friends shout at the top of the big wheel? And lastly, question 10. Why did the fire brigade have to cut a hole in Daisy's new shorts? Wow. Well, we need the answers. So if you are very, very clever, um, you'll be able to find the answers or remember them, whichever. Um, but let me know so that we can see who's been listening. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm just going to find the other book now. Bear with me. Daisy and the Trouble with Unicorns. I mean, come on. Wowzers. I love unicorns. So, I'm going to read chapter one. Are we ready? The trouble with unicorns is they can get you into trouble. Especially toy unicorns who are secretly real unicorns. I mean, if toy unicorns just stayed being toy unicorns instead of turning into real unicorns who can whisper in your ear in actual human language, then Gabby and me would never have got told off by our mums and I wouldn't have been forced to have a bath in the middle of the day. Gabby and me never even had a unicorn until a week ago. In fact... We had made a secret pact to never, ever, ever even get a unicorn. I mean, everyone in our school is obsessed with them. It's like a great big giant unicorn wizard has cast a huge magic spell over the whole wide world so that the only thing that children can think about is unicorns. Children in our school have unicorn school bags, unicorn pencil cases and unicorn pens and unicorn pencils. Paula Potts has got a unicorn key ring. Sanjay Lepore has a unicorn drinks bottle. Vicky Caro has unicorn socks. Craig Alexander has a unicorn lunchbox. Barry Morley has got a unicorn calculator cover. Jack Beachwhistle says he's got unicorn underpants, but we don't believe him. Lottie and Dottie have got matching unicorn duvet covers. Oh, not at school, but at home. And even Mr Copford, our headmaster, has a unicorn-shaped air freshener hanging from the mirror inside his car. It's like... The whole world is turning unicorn. Which is why for ages and ages and ages, me and Gabby have been absolutely, totally, definitely determined to never, ever, 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 ever have anything to do with unicorns. Or to be unicorn obsessed like everyone else. Because we're individuals. 
Trouble is, it was Gabby's birthday a week ago and she invited me to her party, which isn't my fault. Oh dear. I wonder, wonder, wonder what's going to happen and why all of a sudden they get unicorns. Sounds good. Just so you know um, what it would be like living in my house, okay? All of those things that different people have got, I have got. <laughs> my bedding, my duvet cover, okay, is unicorns. And the pillowcases as well. Beautiful unicorns. And um, I have a unicorn bag. I have a unicorn backpack. And so does my little girl. I've got um unicorn drinks bottle uh, that I take to work. And a unicorn lunchbox that I take to work. <laughs> I've got a unicorn phone cover. Um, absolutely everything pens, pencils, you name it. Um, so absolutely all those things. <laughs> That's what it's like living in my house because I'm unicorn obsessed. Um, so there you go. I kept, as I was reading them thinking, oh my goodness, I've got those. I've got those. Oh, yep. Unicorn socks. I've got those. <laughs> so now, you know, um, right. Um, Okay, there we go. That is the beginning of the new Daisy book, which I am going to love, I must say. Um, so uh, I will leave you for now. Um, it is Tuesday. I've got work tomorrow because don't forget my day off has changed. Oh, so um, I've got work today and tomorrow. Um, my children have got school. Really, 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 really hope you have the best day ever. Um, have a, a beautiful, happy birthday, Granny Annie. Um, enjoy being 78. <laughs> and don't forget to have a cherry tart and an ice cream soda and a vanilla milkshake because it's those days so you can definitely have those um right i will go and get sorted for work and get my children up and sorted for um school and i'll see you all again tomorrow so make sure you take care and stay safe and i will see you all again tomorrow bye for now